0: All right, guys, here's some of the deals that we got going on at Solace Meds throughout the entire month of October. Dixie Gummies, 25% off, Solace Bars, 25% off, new Solace Sticks, those are brand new, 25% off Mile High Extractions, also 25% off. You can get Summit for 25% off, and 1906 Drops, also for 25% off. They've also got Halloween specials going on. When we get to Halloween, October 30th, October 31st, the entire store, you can buy three, get one free on any product. October 31st on Halloween, get a goodie bag with a purchase of $50 or more. Of course, when you stop into any of the four Solace Meds locations, they got one in Fort Collins, one in Wheat Ridge, one off Broadway, one blocks away from the DNVR bar on East Colfax. Drop the code DNVR20, get 20% off your entire purchase every single time. Also get a free Solace bar or King Cone as well. Again valid at any of those four Colorado locations mailbag. The Monday mailbag. Two more days of
1: off-season, Harrison. It's almost the on-season. Almost the on-season. Almost the on-season, indeed. What is up, everybody? And welcome into a Monday mailbag edition of the DNBR Nuggets podcast. The last Monday of the off-season. NBA season begins tomorrow. Denver Nuggets season begins on Wednesday. We are officially here. We made it. We made it, boys and girls.
0: We've made it to the on season, and you still haven't filled up your bookshelf. What the hell, man?
1: <laughs> I got time. I got one more day. The people I'll are probably, waiting. Oh my god, I, they're gonna have to keep waiting. Sadly,
0: um, <laughs>
1: I have. I will say, I have started the process of thinking about what I will put on my bookshelf. So
0: mm. one step,
1: slightly, ever so slightly. Any
0: closer. any teasers you want to throw out there for the people? No, because I said I've only been thinking. I haven't decided. <laughs> So yeah, you don't want to get there. anybody's okay. expectations up. you know.
1: I definitely don't want to do that. You know I will under-deliver on that. Uh, we're presented, <laughs> as always, guys, by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app right there above Harrison's head. Promo code DNVR when you sign up. You get all those great deals. If you haven't joined us for the gambling fest that is DraftKings Sportsbook, uh, it's so much fun, guys. You don't have to put a ton of money on. I usually put like very, very, very low amounts of money on Games where i just trying to get a little extra excitement uh, or a prop that I just want to root for a little extra hard during the games. And, of course, it, uh, it's always good motivation for that. Today's episode, Mailbag Monday. We're going to have a bunch of questions, mailbag questions that you guys submitted to us. Uh, so we'll be po- uh, popping those up. But first, Harrison, you were at Denver Nuggets practice today. Ominous reports from one Brendan Vote over the weekend about the vibe around practice not being so great. Did it was the vibe a little bit better today as we get closer to the season?
0: The vibe was definitely better. The vibe was definitely better. But um I think what Vote was telling us about the vibe on Saturday, like that was definitely true. There's been a lot of frustration yeah. throughout this training camp. There's been a little like antsiness to, to the last couple weeks of the season because the Nuggets did not look good at all in the preseason. Um they, they really didn't look like a complete team they didn't look like the team that mike malone wanted them to look like and he hasn't hid his frustration one bit um so i think some of that boiled over saturday today though yes uh predictably a much better practice uh, a better tone i think we got some good insights on you know who's been vocal behind the scenes calling teammates out and whatnot um but i still think there's a, a little um a a little bit of uneasiness from Michael Malone with the season opener, 48 hours away. Um, But I I think he thinks they're back heading in the right direction. So I saw your tweet and this is what I wanted to ask about. Jokic
1: called out the team and Jeff green. I want to hear about both of them, but in particular, was this, this was after the game in the locker room or was this during a practice that Jokic sort of let guys know, Hey, we're not,
0: where we're supposed to be. I believe this was after a practice because Malone said it was after a scrimmage. Um, okay. Maybe, maybe the Nuggets considered that final preseason game in Tulsa a scrimmage. I don't know. <laughs> right, right. They played their entire bench only, so maybe. But I think this was after a scrimmage at practice. It might have been today. I don't believe Malone said the exact day that it was, but today or you know maybe Saturday. But um, he pretty much just said, like, guys, we look like crap. like we're we're just pretty much running around there with no purpose. Jokic said this to his team. Uh, You know, we're not playing our type of defense. We're not running our plays. We don't know our plays. We're playing with no purpose. So Jokic definitely called out everybody. Uh, Malone said that today. Jeff green has also apparently spoken up just unsolicited a couple different times. Uh, Will Barton has also been vocal. It sounds like calling people out and getting on his guys. So, People are stepping up. Um, Malone, of course, said Saturday uh, he rattled off the line about them having a quiet team, which is something we've heard for the last four years. More than that. Uh, so that hasn't More than changed. that. I it think it's been like... seven years. I think it's been seven years since they've had a, a quiet team. Yeah. Yeah. So that hasn't changed. Uh, but it does seem like guys are, it's gone to the point where people are calling each other out. Yeah. So,
1: I mean, it's interesting, first and foremost, just that it's Jokic. I mean, look, I, it's not like this is the first time he's ever spoken up in this kind of way. But I, I have commented on, as, as the Jokic whisperer, I have commented on Jokic being a little irritable, it seems like, in this preseason early on. And I wonder if he does just, you know, Murray's not here. Murray, I don't know if Murray's a guy that brings everyone in, like, hey, let's come into the huddle. I just think he plays with a chip on his shoulder, and I'm sure in practices. I'm sure he's going at guys nonstop to make sure they're, they know who the top dog is. Uh, And maybe not having that has fostered a little bit of laziness and, and just everybody being on their heels. So uh, it's interesting to me that, that he had that to say, did any of the players, so who spoke today players wise?
0: It was just Will and Will did talk a little bit about how he, he spoke it up. He didn't really say much in detail, but he definitely acknowledged that he and other guys have been uh, talking up. Mm, okay. well, It's interesting I, I to think, know. Go ahead. I think you're on the right track with Jokic, though. I, I think they've just looked super sloppy, and he's been like, all right, guys, like enough screwing around. It's go time. Like The season yeah. starts literally on Wednesday. We're playing a really good team. The beginning of our schedule is really tough. Like The first 20 games of our schedule is tougher than it's been in years past. We got to like get our ass in gear. Like This is the right. real thing now. Um, so I, I think you're kind of on the right track. He's just kind of like, come on. Like this is the time is now like, let, let's get on with it already. I know Michael
1: Malone also mentioned Jeff Green. And it reminds me of a Millsap as the quote you put out there where it's when he speaks, people listen as yeah. if he doesn't use his voice a lot. And that's why it, it's extra special sort of when he does. What can you tell me about that? Uh, that interaction?
0: Well, Jeff Greens seems like he's called out his guys a couple different times. Um, I think he also was, said some things after this recent scrimmage. I think he's also spoken up at times during the preseason. And, you know, unlike Millsap, Jeff Greens coming into this thing, it, he just got here like a couple months ago. You know, Paul was here for four years. Uh, so it's Jeff Green coming from a situation in Brooklyn where I'm sure there was a lot of calling out on the Brooklyn Nets like team last year, yeah, they were a really good team, but I think guys in that Brooklyn Nets locker room probably aren't afraid to call each other out and just speak their mind. So he was coming from that into a much quieter team in Denver. Like the as loud as the Nets were, that's how quiet the Nuggets must be. So he, it seems like, hasn't really been afraid to let his voice be heard.
1: Yeah, hmm.
0: it's interesting. It'll be something
1: to watch develop. I mean, part of me thinks. It's needed, especially this year. I mean, we talked about where can Jokic kind of grow, but we, I do wonder, and maybe we'll see it more this year than ever before, what that vacuum of leadership from Murray is and, and you know how the, how the Nuggets can kind of work around it. I definitely feel like early returns, and these are super early, they're preseason returns, show that there is a little bit of a, a void there and a little bit of a vacuum. The team has not been as sharp as they have been in years pre- preseasons past, so maybe it gets, uh, that, that flip gets switched here early you would hate for that foot to get switched because you start one and four again. Like that's, you don't want to have to get in the hole to where it's like, okay, we have to get early. There's consequences and fallout from that. All right. What else did Michael Malone have to say today at practice?
0: Well, it's funny that you bring up Jamal Murray um, because we spoke about this, or I think I reported on this back during training camp, but Jamal Murray is going to be very involved this season, like from a coaching perspective. Uh, I think Malone was talking about on media day how he's going to be doing some of the scouting reports and whatnot. And for, I think it was the last preseason game, or maybe one of the preseason games, Murray actually did like the personnel report for the Suns. And then Malone was saying that today, when guys were getting beat, like when guys were like, or when, uh, I don't remember what game it was, but when the Nuggets defense was getting beat, Jamal was like calling people out from the sideline. It was like, I told you he was going left, stuff like that. So Jamal's very involved still. And Malone was talking today about how that's going to be needed for him to stay involved as he spends a big chunk of time here rehabbing. So that's going to be something else to track. I think Jamal Murray as the assistant coach, um, kind of putting his imprint on the team that way. Hmm. It's
1: funny. Like I told you he was going to go left is not
0: exactly coaching. it's <laughs> more shit talking. I think at that point, but it, it was, it was something like in the personnel report. I don't think, I don't, this wasn't the example. I'm just making this up. He's like Josh Giddy always goes left. Don't let yeah. him get to his left hand. And that, that happened. Right, and then right. Jamal was like, I told you that's what we need to watch out for. The
1: entire roster should be pissed off about Josh Giddy two games in a row, looking like an all-star, a rookie a rookie looking like an all-star against almost a triple double in the second game. Like that's the kind of stuff where, okay, it happens for a half and you tighten up. But when a rookie like that, gets, and it's, and look, Giddy, I think can be really good, but everything we know about him, it's, Oh, he's a project. You know, it might could take a couple years. A guy like that goes off against you. I'm sorry. You have to, there's a level of pride that I just feel like, again, a Jamal Murray wouldn't, he, he understands like, no, I never let a rookie win, get the better of me. I can't let that happen. So,
0: uh, kind of interesting. All right, what You're else? You're probably not the least bit surprised about this, but I'm a big Josh Giddy guy. <laughs> Definitely not a all Josh surprised. Giddey. You do have a. Tie. Everybody could see that one coming, but yeah, I everybody could see Giddey. that one coming. Uh, all right, what else uh, from Malone today? Um, what else did Malone have to say? Will was talking about this. I don't. Malone didn't really touch on it because he never does. But Will was talking about how, look, the first opponent's Phoenix. And I think Denver's going to really get up for that game. Now, look, it's a season opener. Both teams are going to get up for it. Like the Suns, that environment in Phoenix, probably the first game back after a finals run is going to be pretty crazy. But I get the sense from what Will had to say today that like the Nuggets, the 4-0 sweep is very much in their mind still. They think they have unfinished business from last year. So I think Denver really wants this opener and they want it because it's Phoenix. I think there's not bad blood, but Denver's still pissed off about that series. And they're very cognizant that the openers against the suns. Yeah. Okay. A little extra motivation for
1: that one. I got to be honest. I'm a little extra nervous. There's six and a half point underdogs, by the way, which is a, uh, yeah, that's like, you, if you're a, a good team, you don't ever really get more than six and a half points. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of a lot. That basically means the line is saying they think this is going to be a boat whooping. Which you know what? Who who knows? Maybe maybe it is. Um, Look,
0: I could I could really see, you know, this season starting out how I think a lot of us think it might start out. I, I don't know about you, but I was talking with some people at practice today. Like, would I be surprised if Denver goes something like five and five in their first 10 games? Well, we're going to get no, to that. We're going to get I would get not be that. surprised at all. So One
1: of our mailbag questions today is about that very thing. And if you look at the schedule, there's some tough ones, but we'll get to it. Um, anything else from Will Barton?
0: Um, no, I, I just, yeah, I just get the sense that kind of like I was talking about earlier, there's just some, some anxiety about where this team is at right now i don't think anybody's really super panicking but they're definitely not like comfortable with where they're at i feel like heading into you know the opener like i said two days away i yeah. can't believe it yeah all right well that's interesting any and then what about just
1: the general mood i mean again you you kind of hinted at this but it sounds like guys were less pressured or less down or grumpy than they were over the weekend
0: yeah the vibe seemed good today the guys seemed upbeat um Jamal was doing a lot of a lot of shooting work. I mean, uh, I, I tweeted a video out of this, but moving around pretty well.
1: It's moving okay. around pretty well. <laughs> what do we have there? Oh, I, oh, I guess that was some music. Um, all righty, interesting. Should we hit a mailbag question one before we we get it? It sounds like that's it for. Um... You know, that's yeah. it from notes from, from there. So let's hit the first one, Kale, at the top of the list here. From the homie Miroslavo, this is our big question for today. How many wins do the Nuggets need to have in their first 10 games? So you would call it a successful start. So here's the interesting thing. And actually, you know what? I'll uh, go ahead and hijack right here and take over the, uh, the screen here because I have the Nuggets' schedule pulled up right in front of me. I'll zoom in a little bit. So you have five road games and five home games in this start here. The road games are at Phoenix, at Utah Tough. on the second night of a back-to-back. Tougher at Minnesota, at Memphis two times in a row, which is just kind of ridiculous. You play you play Memphis in a back basically two times. It's such a weird schedule. A lot of barbecue
0: um, during that trip.
1: <laughs> so you get five road games. If we just look at these road games, Phoenix, as I mentioned, Denver is you know if they win that one, it would be an upset, a pretty good size upset. At Utah, on the second night of a back-to-back, again, going to be an upset. By the way, two nationally televised games. Go figure. Um, yeah. Minnesota, that game, Denver should be favored, but not by much. It's also the second night of a back-to-back, so it actually might be more of a pick 'em. Uh, and then the two Memphis games, I'm guessing Denver will be slight underdogs on, so they will be underdogs in four, if not five, out of the five road games. That's pretty tough. And then home should be favored against San Antonio, favored against Cleveland slight favorites against dallas you know decent favorites against dallas and then you have houston and
0: miami Um, here's the other thing adam three of the first six games on national tv three of the first five games national tv classic
1: nba man i I swear to god they do this where they're like where where are the nuggets most likely to suck let's put them on there." second (laughs) night of a back-to-back at utah let's do it let's put them on yeah um I look at this Harrison, and honestly, to feel good, like if they went six and ten or six and four, I kind of feel like that would be positive. I I I would look at that and I would say that was a tough schedule. They six and four is a pretty good record
0: out of it. If I was to feel really good, like okay, this is a
1: great start, seven and three.
0: I would have said seven and three, six and four, before the preseason. After the preseason, if they get out of this stretch at five and five, I think that's honestly okay. And there's some tough games here, man. That's the thing. If you told me, what do I expect? I would expect five and five,
1: six. And that's why I say six and four would be a success. Like, okay, five and five to me is not a success or a failure. Uh, Four and six would be, that's like, okay, that's a disappointing start. But um, six and four to me, I'd be like, that's good. Seven and 10. It's like, oh my, this team might be better than
0: I thought. Five and five to me would just be getting through it. You don't feel too good. You don't feel too bad. And then you get into a little easier portion of the schedule. Like that home game against Houston could be a little get right game. Um, right. You know, the, the, there are some, some other tough games here early, but um, if they just get through the first 10 games, 500 without knee injuries, um, just like if they're trending up, even though they go five and five, I think that's honestly okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, so that's an interesting one. Let's take a break. Uh, p-
1: while we're on this break, guys, give us your prediction for what they will go and what you would consider a successful start, you know, given that 10-game schedule. We'll take uh, – on the other side, though, we do have a bunch more questions. I think we have like 12 questions in total, and they're all pretty good ones. So we'll get to those. Yeah. Kale, okay, well, I can handle that. I got – look what I got here. Boom. Oh.
0: Oh, okay. Uh, maybe lower that attack. Okay. Uh, Guys, make sure to pick up some Mile High City Copper Lager this week from Breck Brew. Make sure you got some on tap for opening night Wednesday in Phoenix against the Suns. Um, I think I don't know if I can hear the music anymore. There oh. we go. <laughs> uh, you can pick up some Mile High City Copper Lager from your local liquor store. Most grocery stores have it as well. Uh, if you're out in the Littleton area, they've got some at the Breck Brew Farmhouse. Of course, really cool spot out there. Great food, great drinks at the Breck Brew Farmhouse. Pick up some Mile High City Copper Lager from Breck Brew this week. If it's not Mile High City Copper Lager, make sure it's another Breck Brew, Strawberry Sky, the Juice Drop for seltzers as well those are amazing uh, so make sure to pick some up this week also guys we're now sponsored by sexy pizza here at dnvr i just had some sexy pizza this weekend at the broncos tailgate You were there, i, at a, I may or a, may, a may not have brought some home with me some, some leftovers i may or may right. not have some in my fridge we have so much sexy pizza at the tailgates that there's usually leftovers and we have a lot of people at the tailgates too Hundreds. Sneaky! I don't think I should advertise
1: this, but sneaky good idea: show up to the tailgate and then just wait around at the end, grab
0: a bunch of pizza. And just your car. Yeah. Definitely come hungry though. Don't eat before the tailgate. Like we definitely have a lot of sexy pizza there. Um, but uh, yeah, the tailgates are awesome. Uh, stop in before the next Broncos home game. Um, also, if you're not coming to the tailgate, you can just go to a sexy pizza location. They got a couple across Denver. They've got up, uh, one up in the Highlands. They've got one on South Pearl Street. Tons of great stuff on the menu. Great sides. Garlic nuts are fire as well. Uh, really good salads, too. Uh, so make sure to check out Sexy Pizza uh, today. They got wings as well. They got dessert options. They got vegan options as well. They got a gluten-free crust. Uh, so everything that you could possibly want, Sexy Pizza has it. Four Denver locations, Cap Hill, South Pearl, Jefferson Park and Park Hill as well. A new location also coming in Trinidad, Trinidad, Colorado. Keep your eye out for that.
1: I like how we were already, Nuggets fans are already in their nervous phase. And like early in the season, you're a little bit nervous. Like, ah, they might go three and seven. I don't know. Uh, An annual tradition. Nuggets fans freaking out. Um, All righty, Kale. what do we have? Mailbag rolls on. Actually, first before the mailbag, before the mailbag. Guess what? Wednesday the season starts you know what that means our first Denver Nuggets watch party at the DNVR bar is Wednesday Oh baby! I'm telling you it is time to reintroduce yourself into the wild known as the DNVR bar so if you're in town you're thinking about where you want to watch it no better place on earth and by the way make this your routine we have a bunch of regulars you want to you've been sitting on the sidelines thinking about it become a regular come to the watch party 8 o'clock game Wednesday night and if you're there by the way you know what I'm going to be eating on Wednesday Harrison what's up the Bronco Burger, the Bronco Burger, which is the number one burger in all of the world not just Denver, not just Colorado, but the entire world. I can't wait. I'm having that. Um, and, and I'm excited for it.
0: Nice, nice. I'm more excited for that burger than to watch the Broncos next week. <laughs> we gotta re- we should rebrand it to the Nuggets Burger. That, that burger is the winner, <laughs> yeah. Like now, it's pretty much just a
1: 500 burger, you know, <laughs> exactly. All right, what do we have, Kale? Let's hit this next one. All right, I'll uh, okay. Happy Monday, bros. If you could ask the genie, I love the genie, the DNBR genie for one wish on the season, what would it be? Obnoxious answers only, please. Mine would be for Coach. I actually see the
0: genie at the bar right now. I could actually just go ask him. You could ask the genie
1: (laughs) what he wants. Um, To throw a chair to the half court logo after a no call, that one would be a lot of fun. Is there a ridiculous question you would ask for the genie?
0: Oh, man. I I would love for Michael Malone to get kicked out of a game and for Jamal Murray to be the assistant that steps up.
1: Oh, my God. That's the perfect that. one. Are you kidding me? Yeah. That's, yeah. The number, it, that's the number one. I'm not going to be able to beat that. Nobody's going to be able so, to beat that. Though.
0: So get this. I joked with Malone about that today, and then he actually kind of divulged some details about how Jamal's staying involved. But we did get some clarity that um, Jordy Fernandez is the now defensive coordinator. He's the he's moved up to the defensive coordinator after Wes Unseld uh, left for DC. I was wondering, that's a good good insight.
1: Okay, do we know anything about Jordy Fernandez's defensive philosophy?
0: I don't, to be honest. Um, I've always looked at him as you know, like an all around coach, I don't think he really had a specialty per se. Um, but everybody speaks really highly of Jordy players, coaches, execs. Um, so People think he's going to be a head coach eventually. I think –
1: so my, my obnoxious genie request would be for – oh, this is – the genie would 100% grant this too. This is right up the genie's alley. For Bones Island to hit a Logo 3 in the, in the uh, Rose Garden. What's it called? The Moda Center.
0: Uh, and then ben, point to his wrist?
1: And then, you know, if he wants to, he seems a little more respectful. Um, I, you know Bones, sneaky thing we've, we've learned. He does the flex, which I love. Like when skinny guys do yeah. the flex, it's like the best thing ever. And that's yeah. his go-to is he does like a, I'm big. That's it, cracks yeah. me
0: up. What if Michael Malone um, – remember when George Carl wore a jersey to a game because his suit was like dirty or something? What, in the- <laughs> what, if-, <laughs> what if Malone like just wore a jersey on the sideline? <laughs> that would how, be how, far, how far can he push the casual dress code? I would really love it if an NBA
1: coach, it's probably going to have to be an ex-player from this era, uh, really pushes the dress code rules (laughs) the way that the, the players have. If now that you don't have to wear a suit, which which coach would it be that just keeps getting like ty lu or something just keeps wearing a little bit more crazy and crazier outfits it's i can really see
0: cool. popeye getting a little casual on the bench
1: <laughs> the full russell westbrook like just like jeans with all kinds of holes and stuff and it's like hey man this is actually high fashion it's yeah he's I'm, like I'm getting really he, yeah,
0: he, he's like getting photographed when he's walking into the arena too in the <laughs> tunnel he's getting in on those
1: more drip than the players i'm with it um all right let's move on what else do we got do the nuggets make any trades before february this comes from Jay middles um it's a good question we've talked about this a little bit on our season preview i'm gonna say yes i think the nuggets absolutely do they've got a lot of players they've got some overlap the trade deadline is such an interesting the nuggets are in such an interesting spot with regard to the trade deadline is that it's happening probably a month before Murray returns, maybe a couple weeks before he returns. So you start to prepare for Murray's return, but you actually won't have him, And there might be a trade out there that sets you up both short-term and long-term, but it just doesn't show, set you up for a three-week stretch. It's like, Hey, we're going to be really light on guards for about three weeks. But after that we've become much more well-rounded, but I, I think, yes, I think there is a trade.
0: It seems like something's going to have to give with the guard depth because as it stands now, you know, let's just say what we think is going to be the guard rotation is the guard rotation. Austin rivers. Isn't in the rotation right now. Um, he bones has jumped him at the backup shooting guard spot. So I don't think Austin rivers is going to be thrilled about that. Like it's not going to become a problem in the locker room or anything, but I don't think that's what he had envisioned coming into this season. In fact, I know it wasn't like he has spoken pretty openly how, how, he thought he's going to be the backup shooting guard when he was coming back here. Obviously, he didn't think he was going to get jumped by the number 26 pick in the draft. Look, look things can change. You know, maybe he jumps bones after, you know, the first couple weeks or whatever. Um, so if he's out of the rotation to start and then when Jamal comes back, you're going to have to kick another guard out of the rotation. It, it just seems like something's got to give there. Yeah. Yeah. I would say I put this on, I think, the
1: Monte Morris preview or the P.J. Dozier one. I, I still see a world in which the Nuggets might move on from Amante Monte because they feel like, again, to your point, they have a Bones. They have a P.J. Dozier behind them. And maybe they feel like Monte has, you know, he's he's capable of moving on. They're, they feel comfortable moving on from him and, and freeing up some money for another spot. So I think, yes, but the most likely one, it's mentioned right here by Evan McKee bowl bowl is the final year of his deal i don't think denver has long-term plans for him i don't think they have short-term plans for him so if they could move on from him and maybe recoup something i, I think that, that would happen so it definitely could happen. by the way i also could see them trading pj doger i said I mentioned monte morris Dozier is the one who's an a unrestricted free agent at the end of the season so that, it might even be where he's so good but they they feel like they can get something for him i don't know yeah all right good question though what's what's next gail uh true society king says how would you fix the nuggets bench problems if you were malone if i was malone that's such a tough question man i'll let you take this the is the million dollar, dollar question yeah. <laughs> malone's really good at really smart and i don't know that he has an answer for this just yet
0: yeah man you know i'm kind of worried about fokker this year just damn he looked really rough in the preseason he did the Nuggets want to shoot more threes this year. They got up the fifth most threes per game um in the preseason in the entire league. And Faku, I think, like what one for 15 or like one for twelve from three. Um the shot, I don't have a lot of confidence in it. I just I, I just wonder if you make a change there. Um maybe that means like bones in Austin Rivers in the backcourt, but then you're kind of losing some ball handling. There's not an easy answer that that's, that's the problem. If there was an easy answer, we probably would have seen it by now. Um, yeah, it's, it's tough. You know, we can always think about, you know, staggering MPJ with the bench unit, you know, that could work a little bit. I would definitely give you more offense. Uh, You'd lose something defensively though, for sure. And like last year and even this year, I think if that bench unit is, it is good. It's calling card is going to be defense. So, um, I don't have an answer. I guess I wonder how many minutes
1: Michael Porter and Jokic need to play together. Cause they're going to start games together. They're going to close halves together. And they're going to close games together. So they're going to already have bunches of minutes together, but I wonder if the answer Michael Porter has been so good without Jokic and that bench needs a guy. That's a guy. I wonder if the answer for this is if MPJ is the first guy to go to the bench and, and then he comes back in to play extended minutes with the second unit. I wouldn't be surprised if that was something that a spot they arrive at, and it might be a great spot for him to be in. I Scoring is obviously a part of, that they are missing in that second unit. I think the type of scoring matters, and Michael Porter, while he does provide scoring, he doesn't put pressure on the rim the way a true center would, and I think that's something they're missing. But nonetheless, it might be a way to get the most out of Yoke, the most out of, uh, of MPJ, and, and, and maybe that really works out. Are, is, there a, is there a cop outside?
0: Yeah, ambulance just literally pulled up.
1: I'm telling you, the best. Uh, it's the, the, the Colfax man. That's how you know you're, you know, you're in the right spot. Once a show, once a show. There's an ambulance that goes down. Colfax. Like once every hour. Uh, that's pretty funny. Um. So yeah, I who would you if you, if Michael Porter was to go to the bench early, who would you bring in to play alongside to take that small forward ish spot?
0: You know. You might think I'm crazy, but I might say Bones. Mm. I might say Bones. You slide Barton to the three. You play Bones and Monte Morris in the backcourt together. Just because, like, that lineup, part of the reason it's so deadly is because everybody, you know, on that lineup, that starting lineup is a really good shooter except for Aaron Gordon. And so, like, if you had Bones out there, you'd still have that floor spacing. So my first thought would be – bones actually um man i don't know although if, to... if if you had dozier i mean dozier's the the most that's, likely choice I think that's my answer but yeah yeah just because defensively he'd he'd help you out a lot like that unit would be very good defensively i think with pj dozier there
1: it'll be interesting to see what malone does i don't know that what he did in the oklahoma city game is going to be what he does opening night and that's kind of interesting for denver this is again where does the preseason matter? Not so much. But Yoke missing training camp, then missing some games. You do wonder if they know what their rotation is right now. And, and does do they have to stumble through a few games to figure that out? I don't know.
0: So I wonder if a lot of what happened in that OKC game, because you're talking about MPJ going to the bench early and then him coming in as the backup four. Jermichael Green didn't play in that game. So I wonder if some of that was like Jermichael Green would be playing these backup four minutes, but he's yeah. out
1: tonight. Yeah, maybe. All right, Kale, what else we got? Uh OG High fan says, is this Adam's favorite or least favorite time of year? Nuggets start but birds flying south for winter. All right, a little bit of a joke one. You know, here's the thing. So, I actually I don't think this is a joke. <laughs> well, cuz I have a real answer, right? Whether it's a joke or not, I have actual thoughts on this one. First of all, birds flying south for the winter, there's birds that live north of colorado that fly to colorado for the winter so you really get different types of birds all year the, there's not really more or fewer birds this time of year there's just different ones uh but second of all you know what i saw today harrison what's the that one here i saw a purple headed mallard very rare very rare they're usually like green. mallard is in the duck yeah the duck i saw a oh, purple headed okay. one it's like you know one out of every thousand or so and i saw one uh swimming in the pond behind my house so i was very I was extremely pumped for it. Couldn't take a picture was, so
0: far away. That was a but... hell of a way to start your Monday.
1: Oh, it was an incredible, yeah. such a good omen, if you want to know the truth. A very good omen. It's actually, I said purple, but it's like a bluish purple. It's like a very deep blue, blue-purple yeah. uh, combo. It's pretty great. Um, what was the other question? Oh, this time of year? I would say it. my favorite time of year, hmm, for basketball purposes, this is probably second. Playoffs are still number one, but the start of the season is also like excitement's pretty pretty damn high. Yeah,
0: we really do live on every win and every loss at the start of the season. <laughs> it's, every win, the out are going to win a championship. Every loss. When, when do you uh, think the first Jokic
1: is leaving town? The first Nuggets melt like online meltdown will happen. When, when, like,
0: <laughs> oh, it's going to happen opening night.
1: <laughs> opening night at some point in the games
0: though those teams not it's gonna team. be when phoenix comes out of halftime and goes on a 10-0 run to start the third quarter this I is a
1: bad signing tried to tell <laughs> you guys <laughs> some people online uh all right what about so let's get let's hit one more here uh i don't know how to say this one gochu uh you get to take one player from any point in nuggets history to replace with jamal murray until he's healthy who is
0: it and why harrison we're playing the hits <laughs> we're playing this hits. is one of the hits and I'm going to give you my my same answer that I give for this question every time it's every Chauncey week, Billups
1: every week we get the same the same question I love it uh you're right it is Chauncey Billups of course that's the right answer it would be an incredible replacement for Jamal Murray might even be like an upgrade on Jamal Murray um so maybe not but it, it, it he'd be pretty damn good um the Nuggets would have they'd probably be 5-0 and in the preseason uh bones yeah. highland would win rookie of the year just because he has a veteran to lead the way it would it's there's no question about it it's definitely that's the right answer
0: next we're going to go to should the nuggets bring will barton off the bench Kale, <laughs> do, we, up. do we have it
1: kale is there a nugget to, <laughs> nugget off the bench uh magic kimura says on a scale of one to ten one being aaron gordon chill and ten being playing in golden <laughs> state at chase center how worried are you about the bench performance coming into the season the scale I like the scale. I don't know if it necessarily makes sense on this, uh, but uh, how worried are you
0: about the bench? Harrison, I'll let you go first. I'm pretty close to the Nuggets playing at Chase Center. I'm, wow. I'm pretty close to that, man. I'm Look, I don't have a lot of concerns about this team. Um, one, one of my low-key concerns, that's not really a concern. It's just more of a thought is like, why are the Nuggets – going away from what's worked on offense in the entire Jokic era and trying to shoot more threes when they've just routinely posted the top five offense pretty easily. I'm not, I'm not worried about that. That's just a thought I have, but the bench is really my one main concern. It looked really bad in the preseason. It was a question mark last year and it's just, yeah, it's just my biggest concern and like my only concern really. So, um, Mm -hmm. That's going to be the thing to watch, uh, particularly over the first several games. Does the bench look as disastrous as it did in the preseason? Because if it did, that's a problem. It's so funny to me the way
1: the Friday show was always fun. Of course, if you guys missed it, you have to go back and watch it. Our annual tarot card season prediction episode with Ariana Lenarski. It's always fun. Um, but it was funny to me because it talked about Faku being the key to the bench. And I really do think it's so like that. that to me is the key. I'm Faku came into last season with so much enthusiasm and effort and energy. And you thought, okay, he has some flaws, but you know what? He's pure adrenaline injected into the team. And that's a positive this, this preseason, at least we haven't noticed that as much. Maybe this is him. Like he has less to prove or felt he had less to prove, but I just wonder, I don't love the trio of Dozier rivers. And uh, Faku, I don't really even love if you put bones in there for any one of those guys. I still don't know if that's enough in your backcourt, and so I'm not sure Denver has a perfect solution, uh, there. And that's that's the reason I'm concerned. But if Faku plays to his potential and plays better, I do think he can maybe salvage that lineup. I'm just not sure he's even going to be the guy that gets that spot, like him and Austin Rivers. I think Faku has the lead now, but I'm not, it's not like a lock to me.
0: Yeah, I think he has the lead now. Like, I think the Nuggets want that to be the bench lineup: Pacu sure. Bones, Dozier, and Dos Verdes. Um, <laughs> like, that's what Denver wants it to be. But, um, like, if that really doesn't work, you know, after the first six, seven games, I wonder if the Nuggets change it up. You know, I wonder how quickly Michael Malone looks to make big adjustments like that. And change up his rotation if things just aren't working out of the gate.
1: So, where do the Nuggets play, Harrison?
0: Uh, ball Arena. That's right. Are they a partner of ours? <laughs> they are. They are a partner of ours, Adam.
1: I'm trying better ways to segue into the break here. Uh. <laughs> uh,
0: actually, I don't know if anybody picked up on the post game show. Vote and I had a had a. Uh, a key a keyword that i went to whenever a ad read was coming up there, there was the there keyword, was a word i can't tell you see that's the thing i can't tell okay you, you, Hope you, you gotta go attention. back you gotta go back and, and figure it out um but yes we are sponsored by ball arena across the entire dmvr network uh or not by ball arena by ball by ball but you know ball from ball arena you know ball from the aerospace technology company Uh, You also know that Ball is the world's largest aluminum can and packaging manufacturer. Ball has actually been leading global sustainability efforts for decades, and they're adding line capacity to their 400-person plant here in town in Golden, Colorado. The demand for sustainable aluminum beverage cans is greater than ever, and chances are if you consume the beverage in a can, it's been from a Ball aluminum can. So if you want more information, if you want to work at Ball, if, you're, if you want to fill a position as a production technician at the Golden Plant, check out jobs.ball.com and search for Golden or simply text Golden to seven77. 222, of course, Ball makes the 8, 12, and 16 ounce can sizes for all kinds of liquids. They make cans in over 30 different sizes at facilities across the world. And the golden plant makes 8 ounce, 12 ounce, and 24-ounce growler size cans. So check them out today. JobsupBall.com, search for golden if you want more info. text Golden to seven seven two two two. At Manscape.com, if you're a DNVR listener, drop the code uh, DNVR, you're gonna save 20% with free shipping. That's at manscaped.com. Make sure to check out the package 4.0, that's what I would recommend. It's the holy grail of men's grooming. Uh, you get the lawnmower 4.0, um, you get the, perf- the shed travel bag as well, like a $39 value. You get the weed whacker, a total game changer to men's hygiene. Um, you get the weed whacker of course nose ear trimmer as well tons of great stuff the crop preserver the crop reviver everything you need for the best manscaping experience possible go to manscape.com drop the code dnvr get 20% off plus free shipping again at manscape.com when you drop the code dnvr you're going to get 20% off plus free shipping uh finally Check out Green Mountain Dental Group if you're looking for a dentist in the Denver area. Schedule a cleaning, x-ray, and exam with them. Get a free Sonicare toothbrush today. The keyword was not Hooper. You would think it was Hooper. <laughs> I thought The was. keyword was not Hooper, though. <laughs> uh, at Green Mountain Dental Group, a lot of us here at DMVR, we go there to get our teeth cleaned, uh, to get cavities filled. Some of us have gotten our wisdom teeth out there. Schedule a cleaning, x-ray, and exam with Green Mountain Dental Group. Get a free Sonicare toothbrush today
1: boom we are back here final segment then let's uh let's get into this kale let's try to rapid fire till we get through all of them are the suns about to pass the jazz and blazers as the nuggets main rival this comes from borg and bj this is a great question it's funny to me because so many i I, i'm (laughs) this is weird to say since i live online harrison but i think i'm online a little bit less than most people especially with regards to like getting irritated because i remember last year people being like i'm so sick of suns fans this or that outside of the suns and four guy i just like i did i wasn't in contact with it that much so uh you can go ahead and take that down kill um so to me i was i was like the nuggets are hurt the suns you know they have players i like i was never that but i get this question all the time where people are like that's the team i hate the most i think it's a little bit more recency bias. Like, people are lingering. If the Nuggets don't face them this year, I think people will forget about it. Um, but they certainly are, it appears, climbing the climbing the ranks.
0: Yeah. Um, I still think it's Portland. They're in the division. They play Portland just more than Phoenix. Uh, they've also played Portland twice in the playoffs. they played right. Phoenix once. And let's be honest, in the playoffs is where you really uh, stoke the flames of a rivalry. Like, that's right. when a rivalry really gets heated in the playoffs. You could have some back and forth moments during the regular season, but it's really all about the playoffs. So I'd say Portland won. It's funny, Utah you would think is the rival, but there's really never been much bad blood except for the, um, the one dust up where Jokic came off the bench and they gave him that ridiculous, uh, retroactive flagrant too where he got suspended for that game right right but there hasn't really been the bad blood there there hasn't really even been bad blood with phoenix it's just the fact that they got swept like that series wasn't long enough for there to even be any like dust-ups or anything um there was little stuff here and there but i'd say portland first uh for sure to me it's utah first portland
1: portland is second but they're they're close there and then there's a gap um you know lakers to me i always will hate i don't know if it's a rivalry um you know at this point but uh to me it's if you just talk about rivalries gobert and Jokic, they're yin and yang of each other like one predominantly offense one predominantly defense you got donovan mitchell and and jamal murray who both put it that incredible battle inside the bubble similar guys and then just denver and utah are the mountains like we're we're literally separated by the rocky mountains like it's no totally Totally. So to me, it's to me it's Utah. And then the fact that you're right, they only played the one series, whereas with Portland you played the two, but it was a hell of a series. <laughs> Seven yeah. gamer that came down to a you know final buzzer.
0: Yeah, it should be Portland, or I'm sorry, it should be Utah. Like because of everything you just said, I just don't get, I just don't feel the, the the bitterness or the hate between the two teams like I do every time the Nuggets play the Blazers. Like I feel it when Denver plays Portland, even though a lot of the personnel has changed. Zach Collins, not in Portland anymore, by the way. Um, But there's still, you know, Nurkic is there, Lillard, McCollum. There's still a lot of holdover, um, you know, compared to how much uh, change up there is in rosters across the league. I just don't feel that, feel really any hate between the Nuggets and the Jazz when they play each other compared to the Nuggets and Blazers.
1: I certainly do. <laughs> I certainly do, Rudy Gobert. Uh, as long as he's there, if he gets, traded, I mean, you
0: you personally feel hate. I feel like the Nuggets don't, though.
1: Man, that's interesting. I wonder. I would be an interesting question to ask the Nuggets. I, see, the thing is, they never would go on record with this. This would be a thing you'd have to like off the record ask them, like, which the team you most sort of like feel
0: a rivalry with. I think my read on that is it's Portland. At least you know this was probably a dynamic. year ago last yeah. time i asked anybody about that but you know when i did it was definitely portland that could have shifted recently but yeah they've got blerick they've got blerick the portland portland
1: native <laughs> do you remember blerick he <laughs> <laughs> forgotten blerick blerick <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah. our portland our portland fan who uh, loves yeah. loves <laughs>
0: mr portland
1: <laughs> mr portland all right Kale. what else we got uh Jokic won mvp 21 that's a fact uh he says would anything short of a western conference finals feel like a disappointment i know we have to lower expectations with jamal still recovering but interested to see what you guys think i'll take this one first this time here's the here's the thing the nuggets title window is open i don't know if you just said what is par i don't know if the western conference finals this year is par just because as you referenced jamal murray is such a mystery that without him it's hard to say oh yeah they should do this that being said in the NBA, you can't wait for the perfect opportunity. You have to take advantage of every opportunity, good or bad. And this is a thing where it's like the Nuggets don't have the perfect opportunity, but it will still suck if they don't take advantage of it So, and give us some great memories and hopefully a title run. So to me, no, it's not a disappointment, but it's also still the standard, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. Like without Jamal, without Will, without PJ – there would have been very few scenarios where the Nuggets beat the Suns last year. Um, like that just wasn't going to happen, but yeah. them getting swept was a disappointment. Like that, that was disappointing that it really felt like at times they kind of just rolled over that series. Part of me yeah. doesn't blame them for that because they were just really up against it. But getting swept was a disappointment. I was talking with a friend of the show, Matt Moore today at Nuggets practice <laughs> And he is picking the Nuggets to win the championship. Like, yes right. yeah. And part of his reasoning he told me today is because he thinks Jamal Murray is better equipped than any athlete in the history of the NBA to come back from an ACL injury. And, like, I can honestly see where he's coming from. Like, I kind of am with him. Um, but there's just been no historical precedent for a guy to come back and just immediately be the guy he was before the injury so that's why i'm not with matt on that but like i could kind of see it um so like there are some people out there that i definitely believe that you know a championship is still in the expectations yeah
1: i i love the take i mean look i mean i'm all for it and if the nuggets win he gets to take the ultimate victory lap right it's such a it's such a like underdog pick but the the reasoning about Jamal Murray is mentally tough. Ergo, he should be back from injury quick. M- maybe I just uh, that mental toughness is only a certain aspect of the like injury recovery period, it's not the entire the whole enchilada. Uh, yeah. All right, what's our last? We have one more kill. Is that right? Sounds like one more, and it comes from. I don't know. Uh, rank the guys on the team in terms of how much Jokic enjoys playing with them. I mean we don't know the answer to this like this is one of those questions where it's like we read body language just like you guys do in this regard and maybe every now and then you'll hear a rumor but i don't know so this is purely when you when we answer this question what we're really answering is if you were Jokic, who would you enjoy playing against but of course we're not Jokic, so
0: i don't know but if you want to give a stab at this i would say number one um i mean probably jamal yeah, oh, probably Jamal number one. Yeah, easy number one. We're talking yeah, – yeah, easily. I would say number two, I would go with – look out, everyone, Will Barton. <laughs> I, I think there's something to that. I think there's something to it. Yeah. Great chemistry. Um, they know each other. Yeah, great chemistry. They played together forever. Um, they both know each other's games inside and out. Kobe and Shaq, come on. Kobe and Shaq number three. I don't know where Aaron Gordon is on this list right now, but I wonder if by the end of the season, Aaron Gordon's like number three. I man, I,
1: on today's list for the Aaron Gordon show, which by the way, completely free, you guys should be checking these previews out. In fact, here in seven minutes, the Michael Porter one premieres. You're not going to want to miss that one, but on the list for Aaron Gordon, I highlighted a play that Jokic got so frustrated with Aaron Gordon that he literally like throws his hands in the air and starts pouting on the court. That's how mad he was at Aaron Gordon for missing what I consider to be an extremely easy read. So I agree with you. He has the tools to be a guy I think Yoke likes playing with, but I think that he still has a lot of learning what, what it is that Jokic expects of him. So I wouldn't put him there. I'm curious about I said by the end of the season, by the end of the season, if those two really click. Vlatko and Jamichael Green, I think, are very high on that list, too. You're right, Murray. Monte, I just, I imagine everybody likes playing with Monte. He doesn't really make mistakes. I think Jokic likes guys that don't make mistakes. So just yeah. guys that make mistakes, they go to the bottom of the list. Guys that don't go to the top. Um, Mike Miller. Yeah, definitely Mike Miller on the list. Jameer Nelson, too, for sure. Um, all right, last question. We do have one more. Bucket since 88 says, real or not real, Jokic sits games out this season for rest. I won't believe it until I see it. I think it's real. I, I mean, I understand the sentiment. Um, I don't think he sits out a ton of games, but I'll bet you there's five games this year he sits out. And look, we're not going to know whether I'm right or wrong on this because I think it'll be hamstring tightness, and it'll be like, oh, really? And but I, So I think Denver will do things where there's like minor injuries. They show up on the report, and that's why he doesn't play, but it's really rest.
0: I think he's definitely going to sit out games this season. I really do wonder – what's going to happen if they go five and five out of the gate and they're <laughs> every game in the middle of the West Yeah, and the plans right there. Yeah. I, I wonder how much he rests that. I still think he'll sit a game here, a game there, but I wonder if things change up on the fly.
1: The thing that sucks is usually you would rest more towards the end of the season. But that's when Murray gets back. I don't want him resting at that point. At that point, I want him playing because I want Murray playing with him. So it will be interesting just to see how all of those moving parts and all those dynamics play together. But, um, yeah. you know, we'll find out. Tomorrow, guys, the NBA season begins. I encourage you. You might be tuning in for the first time. You're wondering what we've been up to. Up on our YouTube page, we have player previews for all but one player. Actually, all but two. Michael Porter, who's debuting in five minutes. You're going to go straight from this over to the michael porter jr series preview you're gonna look at watch that one and then tomorrow is Jokic, i believe at noon and that will be the end of them so if you haven't gone back and seen aaron gordon and will barton and bones highland the bones highland one is pure joy and, and excitement uh even the peter Cornelly one we had some really interesting parts with peter Cornelly. go back and check those out and if you're not a dnvr member right now you ought to become one i'm not kidding when i say i do the list the film study deep dive I probably have 100 clips in these player previews, most of those behind the paywall for for DNVR members. So if you're curious on getting a little extra scouting in, the list right now, there's so much content. You could spend three hours just doing the list uh, alone up on thednvr.com. So become a member, $5 a month. You get an awesome T-shirt. You get all kinds of perks on our merch and and other things, our events. You're going to want to do that. We've got very good Genie content. The DNVR Genie, uh, for the first time ever, pops out of a lamp. It's incredible. Um, Not a urn,
0: a lamp. Um,
1: So you're going to want to check all of that out. But thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Hit that like button on the way out, and we'll see you guys tomorrow. Actually, we'll see you guys in two minutes for Michael Porter Jr.
0: If you're looking to go back to school, maybe finish up your undergrad degree, or maybe you've already gotten your undergrad, you're looking to go back to school and get another degree, MSU Denver Online is really the best option that you could ask for, super affordable, and they give you a great education. A lot of the teachers at MSU Denver Online actually work in the field that they're teaching, so it's a great networking opportunity as well. And like I said, it's really affordable. MSU Denver Online is also offering free application fees, so you can use DNVR Sports to waive your application fee at MSU Denver Online if you're signing up for maybe classes in the upcoming fall semester. So no matter what type of student you are, no matter what type of schedule you're working, check out MSU Denver online today. You can view their entire course list at msudenver.edu backslash online.